When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, featuring Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while building a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast brought to you by the InfluenceAlliance.com, the business building community for coaches and consultants who want to make a much bigger impact in the world with their message. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says, if you won't say it to someone else, stop saying it to yourself be kind to the person in the mirror. And joining me on today's show is Jeannie Sisko-Meth, two-time best-selling author, professional speaker, educator, and parent. Jeannie shares her scientifically proven system for improving communication and decreasing conflict. Now, she is a former member of the military and has had the honor of being sent to OCS. Now, this leadership training has helped her in many ways from starting three very successful businesses to training staff and mentoring others with their startups as well as their staffing issues. Now, specifically on today's show, Jeannie is going to share how important it is to start our day with gratitude. Exercise and moving our bodies is vitally important to growth and creation, as well as using nature in our day-to-day life, which is something that Jeannie does. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Amory. I'm so excited to be here. So we were speaking uh, before we went live and I had the honor of interviewing you on Women in Leadership podcast and I love the topic so much what you shared about and uh, I know you have a, a love for the Lord. I said you've got to come back and share what you shared uh, on Women in Leadership on this particular podcast as, as well. One of the things that I always like to do on this particular podcast too is just give people a, a, a bit of context, if you will, about the journey that the Lord has obviously led you down, particularly uh, why this particular area of topic or area of expertise that you're really wanting to, to get behind? What What is it that kind of led you down that path? So share a little bit more. Who's Jeannie and, and what's your journey been? So I absolutely love the way you asked that because I call them God pokes. Those little things that, you know, you're like, oh, I should do this. Oh, I should do this. But you're resistant to it because of all the stuff that goes on in your head. And so I had quite a few of those God pokes that said, hey, it's time to move from the classroom to the stage. And I was like, nope, nope, not me. (laughs) No way. And um, finally, I'm like, okay, it's time to. And um, it has been an incredible journey. And it has been scary beyond belief sometimes. 
And I've absolutely been able to build my faith in the Lord. And I, I know that faith and fear are both a decision. And many times I'm in the middle going, which one do I choose? Yeah. And every time that I can choose faith, um, because sometimes, you know what, I'm human and I get fearful. But every time I choose faith, I'm calm. I'm collected and beautiful things happen. And it's just been phenomenal, the blessings that he has brought and the people that he has brought that I can help. And so I, I appreciate you allowing me to speak to your audience and help people if I can. Yeah. Oh, look, my pleasure. And it's interesting. And I love the way that you've mentioned, you know, the God pokes. It's one of those things often be careful what you pray for because, um, <laughs> The prayers will be answered, but how you expect to get there will be very different from the pathway that the Lord will direct us through and on. And, you know, sometimes when we say, oh, I'll never be doing that, the Lord, of, I think he's got a sense of humor because it's like, mm, really? When I hear that, then I know I'm definitely going to put that on your path. But in all seriousness, I think, you know, in our journeys, many of, and I love the way that you've brought in fear and, and faith because, yes, it is a decision. And we also know, you know, with the Holy Spirit, for those of us who love the Lord and have his spirit living in us, there's also a supernatural faith. And when that happens, oh, you know, things that we, we would not be able to do if it was uh, just relied on our human capacity and, and ability. Uh, however, as you were progressing on that journey, because some people may be right in the midst of that, there is an area that the Lord is leading them towards and it requires a lot of faith. Yes. What, what insights can you share at that moment that many of us can take away. So I'm just going to tell a story about what has happened in our life recently. Um, so I've been on this journey out of the classroom, so to speak, you know, working from stage since 2012. And my daughter has been with me for the whole time. She has been my biggest fan. She has helped me. The program was actually designed to help her because she had a lot of suicidal thoughts. And um, so I wrote the book, I developed the program and then made her my videographer so that it, I could call it ninja mentoring, you know, when you're mentoring somebody, but it's not right in their face. And so it has absolutely changed her life. And so she's been a big part of my social media, my videos and everything. And um, neither one of us really knew what we were doing. We were like, okay, try this. Okay, try this. You know, we're just trying to connect with people and help in any way that we could. And about just over a year ago, I'd say probably about 15 months ago, I was like, okay, Lord, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Just help us. However you can, just help us. And people started coming into our lives. Classes started coming into our lives all about social media. And in February, so January, February, we had been slowly building our audience and we were reaching about two to 3,000 people a month on Facebook. And then in March, the Lord totally took over. And it has to be the Lord because in March we reached 250,000 people on our Facebook. And then in April, we reached 354,000 plus people. And then this month so far, we've reached 1.3 million. <laughs> that is not me. <laughs> that is not me. And, um, you know, we just, we started trying some things, staying consistent and just praying every time saying, Lord, take this to people who need. 
And um, it's been an incredible ride. I did not know about Facebook jail. You know, I'd heard people talk about it every now and then, but I had no idea what it was. And then all of a sudden, halfway through April, our whole account gets shut down. We can't post anything. We can't comment. We can't do anything. And we're trying to figure out what's happening. Well, I talked to one of my mentors and he's like, oh, you're in Facebook jail. Happens to me all the time. And I'm like, yeah, but you're, you say things that aren't very nice sometimes. We've been nice. And he says, well, you can also get put in jail if your audience grows exponentially, very quickly. And I said, well, we did go by, uh, we improved by like two, it was, I think, 5,000 and some percent was our growth. And so he says, oh, yeah, that's why you're in jail. And so I, higher level problems, right? The Lord gives you higher level problems. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just been absolutely incredible. And there, you know, it's, it's him. It's him. Mm-hmm. And um, we've slowly seen our following grow as well. We have just over 6,000 people now that follow our page regularly. But by reaching that 1.3 million, those are people that now know about bullyproofing you, that now know about taming the bully between your ears. So even though they haven't become clients yet or followers yet, we've touched, we've you know placed a seed or... Um, and, and wow, just phenomenal, phenomenal. You know, one of the things that often um, I hear time and time again, particularly when you hear about people such as yourself, businesses who have really transitioned and they're starting to see this real steady growth, but a growth level that they just know, look, this is this is supernatural. <laughs> this, is, this is supernatural stuff that's going on, on here. Um, if you had have looked at who you were back when perhaps you first started that prayer to where you are now and what's become apparent for them, and I'd love to check in with with where you're at, you would not have been able to cope, if you will. Maybe cope's not the right word, but you are a much different person than you are now than when you you started off. Would you say that's a fair comment? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, I have built my faith muscle exponentially and also my courage muscle. You know, my current struggles are preparing me for my future obstacles. And so if I look at them that way, then I'm grateful for my struggle. And I'm also able to glean the gold nuggets that I need from it. Because the gold nuggets, you know, when you go to pan for gold, you don't go to the mountaintop, you go to the valley in the river. And that's where I meet God. That's where I need help. And if I stay in the valley, I'm always connected with God. Whereas sometimes I'm like, I want to be on top of the mountain. I want to be, you know, number one. And I'm like, yeah, but when I get there, I have a tendency to forget who got me there. And I don't ever want to do that. I want to always be connected and remember that God is leading and guiding me. Yeah. I love the way that you've reminded us of that because I would absolutely agree. I mean, I've seen that in my own life. You know, sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of times when, particularly for those of us who do really feel called to, to, you know, our area of ministry is in the marketplace. And for those of us who've got um, a platform, that kind of visibility, the influence, impact, there needs to be, if you will, a surrendering of self and ego 
um, and really replacing it firmly on the Lord. You know, for some of us, I'll put my hand up, who do, you know, if I look back many years ago now, I've been humbled, you know, in certain circumstances <laughs> and situations, but we can do that now because we've been healed through that and realising it, it really is not driven through self now, but really wanting to make an impact, glorifying him um, in whatever I do with integrity, with excellence, and, and really, you know, even if you don't speak about him necessarily, but bringing Christ into situations because we know that miracles and healings and people's lives can be changed when we go through with that attitude. When we get to that place, often then, isn't it, Jeannie, that the Lord goes, well, now, now I can really step up because I know that it's not the desire for you to have that influence, but rather do that influence for my kingdom and not your own. Would you say that that's been something that you've experienced as well? Yeah, absolutely. And I made a promise to God, um, what was it, nine years ago when I started. Well, I prayed every day before school when I was a teacher even, and I worked with alternative high, so kids who were involved in gangs and drugs and all kinds of issues. And I prayed every day, Lord, use my voice. Help me reach these kids. Help me make a difference in their life. And if possible, lead them to Christ. If not possible to lead them to Christ, just to get them to make better decisions. <laughs> and I still, I still do that. And I promised when I transitioned to the stage that um, I w- he could use me in any way that he needed to use me and that I would always talk about him. And, you know, just like I kind of wove it in to the interview, you know, the other night, I do that all the time. And um, because I promised. Yeah. And if, you know, and I let people know that, hey, when I'm when I'm sending out a thing, you know, if they notice anything about me, they know they see that part in there. And so if they don't want it on their station, then I'm not on their station because I'm going to try to speak about it in any way. And um, a lot of times, even when we teach at schools, I talk about it and and I'm like, it's OK, I'm exempt. And I'll tell the students, you know, when I'm working with kids and the teachers are like, oh, we can't talk about that. I'm like, you can't, but I can because I'm a guest and I will tell them I'm bringing this, not you. And I think that we have become so afraid to offend anybody that the loud offensive people are being heard more than the calm, that still calm voice that absolutely needs to speak sanity and reason and um, a direction in our life. And, and, that was my promise, and I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so no much in that, that we can um, unpack, but uh, I, I love the way that you share. share. Uh, I'm actually, I'm about to stop you on mute. I'm getting a little bit of a, an echo um, there, Jeannie. But what you just said there, I think, is is so beautiful because we can continue to share our story and and what really, you know, when you talk about our core values, things like that, things that are leading us to make certain decisions because by not sharing that kind of takes away a lot of who you are, isn't it? I mean, if you were not to share that, it would only be sharing part of of the story. But as a speaker and as someone who does have a message to share, and this is for those of us who who do have a message to share and some form of stage, we can share our message without being offensive. And in Mm -hmm. actual fact, if you are being offensive or 
people are, well, let me address that first, then look at the way that you're sharing something because you can share something that plants seeds. I mean, let's face it, the way that Jesus shared, he's the only one that really could have been offensive, if you will, but it's the only one that had a right to judge. Yet the way he went in with the way he approached was so incredible. We can learn a lot from how the Lord approached and brought things up. Um, but secondly, I think if I'll often, it, I'll look at, not amusement, but both curiosity and interest, that when someone gets offended, usually that means where in your life do you need healing? Where in your life? Because if it's so offensive to you, there's something that needs to be addressed. Let's look at that. You know? But yeah. it's true, isn't it? And that's the same that I look at my life. If something comes to me and it's so offensive to me to the point where my blood is boiling, and for me it's a great um, you know, what is it about this that has me go like that? Is there an area that I need to to have forgiveness and healing in, in my life because it's triggering me in, in that way? But speak a little bit more about um, the area of that, that bully that and especially that inner bully because the situations that we've experienced around the globe has caused people a lot of angst, a lot of... Um, areas that, that perhaps have now bubbled up to the surface that is causing a lot of issues and that, that inner bully. So let's talk about that a bit. The thing that I try to remember is that hurt people hurt people. So if I'm out in public and somebody reacts negatively to me, I know it's not about me, it's about them and their pain. And I also know that healed people heal people. And while I am on my journey to healing, there's still issues that have not been healed, just like with everybody else. And so if I can remember hurt people hurt people and I can come from a place of empathy, then I can communicate and talk with them at a a rational, reasonable level. I think that as a society, we have forgotten that just because we disagree does not mean that we need to hate one another. Just because we don't see eye to eye on a subject does not mean that we need to part enemies or, you know, to escalate our voices or whatever's going on. We don't. We can absolutely agree to disagree and still get along okay. And I think we've kind of forgotten that. And if I can, you know, like you said, I get triggered and then I look at it and I go, okay, what was it? There's usually a program from when I was a little kid, you know, six, seven, eight, maybe even 10, that is now running my life because I've never dealt with it. And so I love how you say that, you know, I get triggered. Okay, what is it? Where is it in me? You know, the, because we, I call them yak berries. You know, an incident or an experience happens. We have that little incident and then we cover it around with emotion and stuff it somewhere in our body. And then when somebody pokes on that, it's a sore spot. And so we flare up. But if we can... If we can, you know, go back to that situation, look at the experience and go with our 20, 30, 40, or in my case, 54 year old brain and go, wait a minute, that doesn't even make sense. Yes. But because of my retelling and because of my age, I didn't figure that out until now. So I can rewrite that and start the healing. Yeah, so important, so important. And what I love about what you're just sharing there is that, you know, sometimes when we haven't dealt with with something and as you say you know hurt people hurt people what can often then happen is the secondary emotions you know and and that can in itself become very oppressive as as well and uh, I know one of the things that you do on a daily basis 
and I think it's going to be very helpful for those people who are maybe struggling with something is to start the day with gratitude. Speak a bit more about that. We have heard it before and we may have tried doing that and started off, but it is so important. So share a bit more about this practice. So the first thing I do in the morning when I wake up, or even at one o'clock when I wake up, and all the times during the evening, I thank the Lord and I say, Lord, thank you for another day to become the person you see in me. Because he sees me as perfect, because he sees me through Jesus Christ. And if I can use that as my goal or what I'm trying for, then that will help me straighten my path out some. And it starts with thank you. I woke up today. Thank you for that gift. There are people who did not wake up. You know, November 4th, 2016, my mom woke up. November 5th, 2016, she didn't. And even though we knew it was coming, it was still a shock. And there are other people who don't know it's coming and it's it's gone. And so each day is a gift. It's, it's an absolute gift that I get to try again. I get a do-over. I get to go to my kids and say, oh my gosh, sorry, screwed up yesterday. Please forgive me. You know, and I get to go to my husband and I'm like, hey, sorry, or whatever. I get a do-over and I get to try again with the knowledge from my past mistakes. So that means I'm not going to make the same ones and I get to experience new ones because mm-hmm. that's what life is. And I get the grace of God to wipe clean and forgive me at the end because I do fall short because I'm human. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I constantly bring gratitude in all day long. You know, I live in a beautiful place. I live in Cedar Hills, Utah, right up next to the Wasatch Mountains. And they're just, they're gorgeous. And so I say my prayer in the morning and then I go for a walk and I say, thanks for the trees. Thanks for the grass. Thanks for the bugs. Thanks for the flowers. You know, thanks. Thanks. We have have this Robin um, that wakes us up every morning about five o'clock when we sleep with our window open. And he's a little bit obnoxious. I don't know what's going on. He's not a songbird. (laughs) And he has this little obnoxious sound. And this morning, my husband and I woke up and we're like, Hey, where's our Robin? He was gone. I don't know where he went, um, but even grateful for that, you know, we get we get to experience so much. Life is way too short, way too short to be discouraged or upset or worried or fearful. What if it's your last day? What if it's your last day? And just some of the things that you mentioned may seem so simple, yet it's when they're not there that you realise how significant they are. Because when's the last time that you looked closely at a flower? I mean, really closely at a flower and marvelled at that actual flower, even at a grass or, or 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 a little insect. And when you really start to look at that, you realise how significant it, it is. One of the things that we became far more grateful for here in Melbourne, uh, Victoria, was when we were in lockdown and we weren't allowed to leave past five kilometres. Um, and my husband and I love, and I know that you do too, using nature in your day-to-day life. We love going out to the bush or the beach and just being there amongst nature. And it wasn't till it was, you know, we weren't able to do that. We realised how important it is. And it's those small things that 
when we remind ourselves of them on a daily basis, it completely shifts other areas, I'm sure, of, of life as well. Because you've got we've got a choice, don't you? Just like you've got a choice of faith or fear, we've got a choice on, well, what am I going to focus on today? Am I going to focus on the negative things? I'm sure we could pick up, you know, all each and every one of us. There are things I'll often decide what I'll do is every now and again I'll go, all right, I'm going to give myself five minutes. Five minutes, let's whinge it out. What are we? And then by the time I've hit, I don't know, two minutes or whatever, that's enough. I'm going to shake that off. Now I'm going to purposefully and intentionally choose to focus. And it is a choice, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yes, it is. It absolutely is. And um, I love how you talk about going out into nature and how we've kind of been denied that, right? And so I love doTERRA essential oils because I get to bring nature into my life. The Lord created balsam fir, and I absolutely love it. And there are tons of health and emotional benefits in this bottle. And because I can't always have balsam fir or pine trees or, you know, magnolia bushes or whatever, jasmine, but I can have it in a bottle form because he helped humans do that and create that. And he gave us those gifts. He gave us the healing power of plants and and trees. And, And I absolutely love them and bring them in every day because it helps me. It helps me cope. And um, the more and more I study and the more I realize, you know, not only do plants take the oxygen, I mean, they take the carbon dioxide and give me oxygen, but they give me other things for my body as well. And it just goes back to that amazing, that simple, but significant and profound effect that God knew exactly what we needed. Thousands of years ago, you know, a few thousand years ago, he knew exactly what we needed. He knew we needed to be saved before Adam and Eve ever sinned. And he put the plan in place. And he also knew that we would have smog and we would have congestion and we would have anger and we would have wars. And so he gave us things in a tree or in a leaf or a plant that we could use to help us deal with that as well. Yeah, I know um, what I did, and I love my essential oils as as well. Um, you know, there's always a way. There is always a way. And for me, we we were not able to go out for drives, but we had YouTube. So I enjoyed watching. And I must say, I know that we're not told to envy, but I do envy those people who live in Canada and, you know, in some of those beautiful places. Every country has its beauty. Right. Right. There is uh, ways that we can enjoy things and still be grateful no matter what's what's going on. Let's spend a little bit of time as we're nearly coming to the end of the show talking about something that I know that you've you speak about so well too. Is that is exercise and moving our bodies is so important to growth and creation as well. Speak a bit more about this. So when I feel stronger physically when you know when I can go okay I got some muscle or I have some stamina I feel stronger mentally as well so my physical state can correlate to my mental state now I didn't know that for a long time but when I you know it's it's overcoming that obstacle again I walk into the gym and I start off with a five pound dumbbell curling the five pound dumbbell and then within a few weeks I can go to the 10 pound or the eight pound or whatever and as I slowly move up the rack so to speak in the weights I know that I'm getting better I can see the physical progression of me getting stronger and it reminds me that if I continually do something and I do my best at it I will get better at it. 
Because so often, so much of my work is mental. You know, I meet with clients, I'm, I'm um, counseling and, and not, well, not counseling, but coaching clients and I'll have an event for a school or a business and then I leave. And so I don't always get to go back and say, hey, how'd things change, <laughs> you know? So I get to see that with my clients, but I don't always get to see it with other things. And so being able to have a plan for my body and then put that plan into place every day and see it start to come to fruition lets me know that I'm doing that mentally as well. Because if it works physically, it's working mentally as well. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. And it is so important, isn't it? I mean, if if we are not feeling healthy and in the best possible way physically, that is going to impact um, our emotions spiritually, the whole lot, because we are a holistic being. That's the way that we're created. And so why we need to ensure that all areas of our life we're continuing to steward in the best way possible. Jeannie, I've loved today's uh, conversation and kind of diving deeper into what you share, especially bringing out aspects of faith and, and how important it is. It is a journey. And as you say, we trip up and we know that we're forgiven. And um, because of that, we can continue moving forward. How can people find out more about the work that you do, find out how they may be able to hire you, work with you? What's the best way for them to do that? So there's a couple of ways. One, I'm the only Cisco meth on social media, so I'm pretty easy to find. But then I also have a home study course at bullyproofingyoubook.com. And there's videos, there's a workbook, there's a physical copy of my book, a digital copy. Um, it's an entire package that you can use for yourself or for your children or a friend. They make great gifts. And um, it's just, it's my way of saying, hey, Here's a, here's a training. You know, I mean, we've planted some seeds here with this podcast and it's not enough to get you to change your behavior. And so you've got to immerse yourself and constantly remind yourself, oh, yeah, new habit, new habit. And so that's what that program is designed to do, to help you create new habits of being kinder to yourself. And so um, bullyproofingyoubook.com or Jeannie Cisco Meth, you can reach out to me. I'm on um, LinkedIn, Twitter, and well, not so much Twitter, but Facebook and LinkedIn, definitely. And I'm the only one. So reach out to me and say, hey, here I am. Yeah, terrific. Well, one of the things that I do at the end of this show, Jeannie, is just to finish with a word of prayer. So may I do that for you oh, today? Absolutely. Thank you. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to hear Jeannie speak, particularly around areas that she's so passionate about and really wanting to support others uh, with. And that is talking about the area of bullying, whether um, it's something that we do to ourselves, Lord, or maybe, as we said in our discussion, you know, hurt people tend to hurt people. So, Father, we just want to pray that if anyone has listened or watching today that have experienced that, they're, they're, they're going through that now, Lord, that they will have uh, at least now gotten some awareness and clarity on what they should need to do moving forward and that just pray that they'll reach out to Jeannie and get support that that way because as we said it's so important to when we want to change we've got a choice to be able to do that and uh, hearing her testimony and what she shared today I know is going to continue to bless many continue to bless um, her ministry the area that she works in help her continue to get that message out 
out in in uh, a way that uh, continues to honour you, which we know it will, and continue to impact many people who currently need to hear that message. Father, we just want to ask this uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank Thank you so much for coming on the show, on this particular show, Jeannie, and uh, continued blessings for the work that you do and, uh, yeah, the the important message that you continue to share. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've loved being here today. This podcast is brought to you by TheInfluenceAlliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.